We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is uh, and this next question from Katie Ryan is is in reference to the the Buckner stuff. Katie's question is: Aren't they setting him up for an awkward locker room dynamic with his connection to Tommy Reese? If he wins the job, it will have to be obvious, or people will assume he was handed it. You're not wrong. No, she's not. I mean, you know, he doesn't have to be the obvious winner to be the starter. But the question isn't that. The question is, what is the perception? Perception. Yes. And and that's the reality of it. And yes, it does. It creates that. And this is what. And not only that. Not does he have to be the obvious starter in practice, but he has to come out and play well in the first few games. Yep. I mean, there, there there can be no learning curve for him. It just he's going to have to do it early, or there's going to be some problems. I just it, it's just another it's just another reason this move doesn't make a lot of sense to me for him. I get why yeah. Bama's doing it. I mean, you'd be stupid not to do it if you're Alabama. Give me one more talented quarterback in this room because that ups your chance that you're going to have a pretty good starter. Because if if Ty Simpson or Jalen Milrow or Dylan Lonergan, and it's probably Ty Simpson is the guy that has the best chance to beat him out, I would imagine. Yeah. If he beats out Tyler Buckner, then you've got, you got a chance to have pretty pretty good quarterback, and Ty Simpson's better than I think he is. Sure. And if he doesn't beat him out, well, now you've got a guy like Tyler Buckner who, I mean – just put up 300 some yards and five touchdowns on an SEC team that has pretty good corn. Even without the two kids, the NFL kids had opted out. South Carolina had pretty good cornerbacks and secondary guys and, and uh, defensive players in that, in that game. And Tyler, he was working them, you know, I mean, and if it wasn't for his own mistakes, that's a blowout over that team. So the tools are there. He just has to, he just has to put it all together. And, but to your point, Katie, is he going to get that chance? Will he ever be able to win over the locker room in in the way that he needs to? That's a great question, and I do not have the answer to that. And that's my that's one of my biggest concerns f- for Tyler in making this move. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is more of a comment from uh, Mark Stewart. I was going to read this one. He says, Minch is a talent. I hope he doesn't have to play this year outside of mop-up duty, but I feel comfortable with him and Carr the following year. I actually hope that he – he, I actually hope that he plays a lot of mop-up duty this year if he's the backup yeah. quarterback. But, yes, to Mark's point, unless it's like a – you know, uh, kind of what happened to C.J. Stroud a couple years ago, you know, where he got hurt, but if I remember, if I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but I, I believe yeah. when he got hurt uh, in 2021, it was a situation where he could have played if they needed yes. him to. Cause he had just not played very well. So they were kind of like just ease out right. here a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he comes back against Rutgers the next week and goes for 330 and five touchdowns and he was fine. Right. Like, yes. yes. If there's a scenario where, like, let's say Sam's a little banged up and you know from the nc state game and you're gonna say sam you know we're we're gonna sit you and get you healthy for the Ohio state game next week okay fine or hey sam as soon as we get up big on central michigan you're coming out early like real early like second quarter early yeah i wouldn't mind something like that preferably especially the, the second part where sam's not banged up early but just like hey man listen just so you know against tennessee state and against central michigan if we get up big early, we're, we're pulling you out, right? And then, and then let him come out and just throw, you know, throw. Let him get 250 yards by halftime. You know what I mean? And then let let that other kid play. I, I would like to see a lot of that this year, in my opinion. We have a super chat here from Jim Halloran. He says hashtag Go Brady, Jim. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you very, very, very much. I'm going to read this one, Ryan, because this was also for you uh, from okay. Pete Weber. Ryan, what do you think will happen with Lamar Jackson? Any chance he's on the move tonight? 
I have no idea, Pete. I have no idea. This is such a weird situation. I mean, you're just hearing that there's not a ton of suitors. I ultimately think that something's going to be fi- – I, I think he's going to get stuck in Baltimore this year. I think it's what it's going to end up happening, and then his hand's going to force because it's just going to be like, dude, like, this is just not going to work, right? Like, and I'm not going to play, and it's not going to work. So I don't think it happens anytime soon, and I think Baltimore tries to hold on to him. But, I mean, as in, like, who's a suitor for him? I have no idea. I really, yeah. I really don't. Like, there's no inkling. There's no intel out there. Like, no one knows anything about the situation. It's weird. It's Baltimore weird still wants to keep him, right? Is is he, that they do? Yeah, but so, he demanded I mean, that trade. So I get all like, that. But do you yeah. think that the? I mean, because I haven't heard a lot since the Odell signed, and wasn't Odell a guy that Lamar wanted or something like that? I, I think probably, I heard or probably. You yeah. know, so it's going to be interesting. Very yeah, I th- interesting. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be stuck there for the time being. But we should. And I kind of feel like if he doesn't get traded tonight, he's not gonna get traded, unless he just sits out. Just says I'm not playing. You know. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. And I don't know if you want to go that route. I'm. I'm not a big fan of that route as a quarterback. And then uh, we got Kevin Carter here. Kevin gave us. Kevin, uh, I told y'all if you if you do if you do give and you have a question to to, to let us know. And Kevin did. Uh, Ryan, he said, I gave my super chat to Jake and Abby, and I hope I posted it right. It did. I saw it go through. Said the 23 class has a swagger confidence we haven't had much of in a while. Does the 24 class or potential class have the same? What say you, Mr. Roberts? Does it have as much or the same? So in the in the situation, if Notre Dame's able to get Jason Robinson Jr., they will have a lot of swagger in the 2024 class as well. Yeah. Not as much in the 2023, I I would say personally, because Rico and Jane are just like they're completely different animals from yes. just like an attitude perspective, man. Like they got something to them where like I'm gonna outwork you, brother. <laughs> I'm gonna do that and, all day. And I'm 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 the man, and I'm yes. going to show you that I'm the man. Jane and Greathouse's first media availability before spring even started, he said, I am going to be the best receiver on this team. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> so it's good, and it man. wasn't arrogant. It was just kind of like matter of fact. Like, yeah, I mean, of course I am. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm Jaden Greathouse. And, but here's the thing I love about it, Ryan. Here's the thing I absolutely love about it. He didn't just say it and then he, he said it and then worked <laughs> his butt off to get there. Yeah. Right. And, and Rico has a similar confidence, but Rico is a little bit more personable. Yes. You know, where he's going to say it, but in a way that's not so brash, Outwardly, which yeah. as a receivers coach, I'm totally fine with Jaden Greathouse feeling that way and saying that as long yes. as you back it up. I kind of like that from us. I, I like receivers that like this whole, oh, I hate the T to me. You want a guy that's a better teammate than T.O. at times, yeah. but you need that guy that just has this unhealthy confidence in himself as long as he's a worker and. The one thing I never heard about T.O. was whether or not he would work, right? Yeah, I mean, he would off. work, and yeah. you want that because he wanted to go show you. He wanted to go back up. Like, I just I, – I talked my – I talked to talk. Now I'm going to back it up. and Because, like, that's what I love. You know, I was, grew up a Larry Bird fan, and if you ever listen to, to stories about Larry Bird, that's one of the things I just find amazing. Like, he was such a trash talker. The great ones are – but they just have this burning desire to show. Like, Larry Bird in the finals – comes out of a timeout and tells the Lakers exactly what he's going to do. Hey, we're going to run this play. I'm running off this pick here. I'm going to go in that corner. I'm going to pop a three in your face. <laughs> and Byron Scott and James Worthy both tell the story. They like, and that's exactly what happened. He did exactly. He would tell you what he's about to do, and then he would go do it, and there was not a dang thing you could do about it, right? 
I, and that's that's I, I like, I like the three point right. I like the three point competition story yeah. where he just like oh who's coming in second today like they, just, <laughs> well, they said he walks around he just stands there and he's just kind of looking around and they're like what's he doing because I'm just trying to see who's going to come in second today right because then he won three in a row that you know at that time yeah. uh, but apparently according to JJ Redick he's not a great three point shooter freaking oh, did he say that did yeah he, that? he did oh I didn't hear that. um. But, uh, but, uh, you know, but that's what you want, right? You want that guy that has that supreme confidence because he's going to get jammed and embarrassed or drop a ball. And you don't want that guy that's just not going to bother him. I don't care. I'm going to come back out. I'm actually going to, that actually, you stopping me on this play was the worst thing you could have done because now I'm mad. Right. Right. And now you're really in trouble. Right. And, um, so uh, I, I love it. I would say to your point, I got to see the class fill out first because Isaiah Canyon is a lot like Caleb Smith. Yes. Sh- you know, quiet, shy, not a big social media guy, except to like praise teammates and things like that. Really, really smart kid. You know, Cam Williams is a lot like Braylon James. Yeah. Right. Would you, you know, got a little swagger to him. Just swagger, but just yeah, fun absolutely. and just, yeah. Yeah. Like Cam's confident, Brain's confident, but they're just more like that likable kid. That's the life of the party. And, Yep. You know, just that real fun personality. And Jaden's that real serious dog, right? Like that real serious, like, uh, you know, like I was listening to the story Allen Iverson was telling about Kobe Bryant, how, you know, when Allen came in town, they're going to play. Kobe picks him up at the airport. They go out and then, you know, he drops him. He's going to drop him off. And Allen's like, you know, where are you going? I'm about to go to the club. And Kobe's response is, well, I'm going to the gym. And like, that's why Kobe has all those rings and Iverson doesn't, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons, right? But that's Jaden Greathouse to me. Yeah, he's that just guy like, oh, you're going where? All right, cool. Have fun. Where are you going? I'm about to go get on the jugs for the next hour and a half. I'm about to work on my route running all by myself for the next two hours. Right? <laughs> like that's Jaden Greathouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. They yeah, don't is. have that guy in this class yet. No. Jason Robinson, as you said, might be it, and I think Mike Gilbert has a little yeah. bit of that in him too. So it's not there yet. It's not there yet. Yeah. But. uh yeah, Jason Robinson definitely has some, he and has you some know swagger. he take, and you know he puts in the work because of just the way that he plays. You, you don't, yes. you don't get that way by not working. You don't, you're not the route runner he is by not being a worker. You're just, it's not possible. Yeah, it's not a trait like you just come out of the womb with great hand-eye coordination and you can hit a baseball. Right. You know, it's something that requires really specific work to get to. Absolutely. But, yeah. I'll I'll ask this one, Ryan, because I, I know you know the answer to this. Uh, this is from Chuck Mel, 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 Melchior. It says, what's the latest with Emmett Mosley? He seemed like a slam dunk. Did the staff cool on him, or is he still an option? He's not still an option. That one is, you know, just kind of parted ways. I, I think that at the end of the day, Chuck, from this one, I think Emmett Mosley is one of those kids that may just want to create his own pathway, yeah. and that's kind of where we are. He's a double legacy. We know that. We know that his father obviously played football at Notre Dame. We know his mom was a – all-time great soccer player for Notre Dame as well. I think Emmett is just one of those kids that just wants to kind of be different than what his mm-hmm. parents were. So, you know, it's just just wasn't a fit that he wanted, I guess is the best way to put yeah. it. He wants to Dame go a different right? path. Oh, I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. Notre Dame liked him. It wasn't on it wasn't on them. They didn't drop him. I mean, they liked him. Yep. Uh, just I wants just, a different path, man. And that's yeah. fine. That's him. Yeah. I've heard his younger brother is more of a Notre Dame guy than oh, Emmett really? was. Yeah, and I think he's in the 26th class. He's already been offered by Notre Dame, I think. Or no, he oh. may be camped at Notre Dame. Gotcha. In the 26th class. So we'll see. Hopefully they have a little bit more success there than man. they did with Emmett. We're talking about 2026 kids already, man? Yeah, <laughs> only because it's a le- it's a legacy. That's the only reason why. I know. All right, here we go. 
Next question is from Tyler Smith. Let's say Devin Brown wins the Ohio State quarterback competition and Kyle McCord enters the portal. How hard do you think Notre Dame should attack him to come? Not, not, they shouldn't. Because number one, he's not going to be in this portal window. It would have to be for next year. And I, if I'm, if I'm adding a quarterback in 2024, it's a guy that's proven. It's a, it's another Sam Hartman. It's not another talented, unproven guy. If I want a talented, unproven guy, I'll play CJ Carr or Kenny Minchie. Right. If I want a proven guy, if I want, if I'm going to bring in another quarterback to compete with those young, talented kids, it's going to be a Sam Hartman. It's going to be a guy that's a proven commodity. It's someone who's been a starter, someone who's had success. It's going to be that. It can't be another talented guy that hasn't been able to put it together yet. And especially if Kyle McCord can't beat out a younger player, is he really the needle mover that you want to stunt the development of Kenny Minchie and CJ Carr? He isn't. Uh, You know, like if Drake May wanted to, still stay in college for another year and come to Notre Dame. Sure. Okay. I'll stunt the growth of those guys for a year of of Drake may or Caleb Williams. Right. But I don't think that those guys are that, 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 uh, and I'm a Kyle McCord guy, but he's not that he's not that guy. The only chance I would have had for Kyle McCord to come to Notre Dame would have been this past year and, you know, let him battle with the other inexperienced guys. But now it's like, okay, it's, it's either another Sam Hartman ish type of guy or, or I'm rolling with my talented young guys. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Next question is from Bailey Brad. With Tyler Buckner going to Alabama, does this make the Gino Gadouli hire that much more important? Having a dedicated quarterback coach seems very important to get Steve Angeli and Kenny Minchie ready to play. This is a great, great yeah. observation, Bailey Brad. Great I observation. It like it is yeah, spot on. Because the OC, once the season starts, has got a lot of responsibility with running the entire offense. Yes. And, and every position coach has a role in game planning. But Geno's number one, number two, and number three job is developing the quarterbacks. This is a great observation. Yes, it makes having a dedicated court coach that much more important. So uh, great observation, Bailey Brad. You're spot on. Your, your, your uh, instinct on this is absolutely spot on. It's yeah. huge to have a guy that's just the quarterback's coach for when, every part of the day circumstances, yep. right? Not even when yep. you get on the practice field. It's also how you watch film properly. What are you going to do before and after practice? What are you going to do in your downtime? Like it's the, cause Gino is not only a quarterback coach. He's also a former college quarterback, which is big. I know Tommy was as well, but having just that quarterback coach that's there every single day to help tutor every facet of this thing. I think it's big time. Yeah. I really do. And I'm not someone who normally thinks you have to have a quarterback's only guy. I'm, I'm not, I think you can, I mean, we've seen a lot of success. We've seen, matter of fact, we've seen a guy who's the head coach, the coordinator, and the quarterback's coach basically in the past and in Lincoln Riley, and it works out, right? Yeah. I just think and it's it's a un, it's a case by case basis, what's best. And in this particular case where you could be rolling into next season with a redshirt sophomore, a redshirt freshman, and a true freshman who are talented, but haven't played a whole lot. It's really good to have during that period of time a guy that's only developed or whose only responsibility or primary responsibility is developing those guys in every aspect and can dedicate the time to it. That's the thing, right? An OC slash quarterbacks coach's primary job is develop his position, right? Yeah. Until you get into the season. But with this instance, that's literally, he doesn't have those other duties. And that's very, very important. Yeah. Very important. Next question is from Rob Titoff. Brian and Ryan, over the past 30 years, what Notre Dame player was drafted too high 
And what player was drafted too low? That's fun. Yeah. All right. So, so Rob Thidoff always comes with the the th- the questions that make us have to think, and I thought love provoking. that. Thought provoking. Thidoff yeah. is thought provoking. Uh, I'll tell you the one guy that I that I that pops in my head always as a as a guy that got overdrafted was Jerry Tillery. That's the first one that pops in my head. I thought Jerry Tillery is more of a third round pick. I think Jerry was a Jerry always had the the physical tools to be a really good player. I just yeah. I just never felt like defensive line was his best position. I always felt his best position was still offensive tackle. I, and I will take that to my grave. He also was not as good uh, as a senior as, as some of the perception was. He had that huge game against Stanford. And there was a lot of okay football the rest of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and so he's the first one that kind of pops in my head. Ryan is as, Deshaun Kaiser probably went too high as a second rounder. Mostly. Yeah. I mean, hindsight 2020. Yes. My, my thing is, is what I'm trying to do. And that's a fair answer. Ryan. What I'm trying to do is, is give an answer of what I thought at the time that then turned out to be that way. I thought 52 for Kaiser was a steal because you're, you're talking about a guy with top 20 talent and just didn't have top 20 attitude. So you weren't near, you weren't, it wasn't as risky draft a guy in the fifties, if he doesn't pan out as it would have been drafting a guy at 16 that sure. doesn't pan out. But uh, yeah, but I mean, hindsight, Ryan, yes, that was, that was, I mean, Oh, I have one as bad I as he one. was. He shouldn't even drafted. Yeah. Didn't miles Boykin get drafted in the third rounds. Yeah, he did. He was not a third yeah. round player. He was a combine. Player. He was a combine pick. He was yeah. a guy that got drafted at high because he had a crazy combine. Yes. His film. He had one good year, not even a great year. One good year. And there was always questions about, does this guy really have that that desire to be great? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, talk about guys that were drafted too low. I mean, the first one that pops in my head is like Brock Wright. I mean, he wasn't even drafted. And he's a starting <laughs> tight end in the NFL right now, right? Like, you know, that's that's certainly one that pops in my head a little bit, Ryan. Julian Love probably should have been a round or two earlier, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's developed into a really good safety. And I mean, he, dude, he was good. I mean, yes, there was just some scheme specificity to him coming out. But the kid was a good football player, man. Like, yes. he was a really good player. He was a heck of a college football player. Yeah. And the thing I liked him, he was a, he was a much – I think the thing that hurt Julian was the speed. But if you really look at – like the overall athleticism, those numbers were really good. His overall athletic numbers were really good. I'm going to try to pull up um, what his his combine numbers, Ryan. But if I remember correctly, like his agility and three cone and all that other stuff was really good. Yeah, uh, I have it right here. He ran a 6.72 in the That's three great. cone, which is, yep. yes, abs- outstanding. Uh, he just ran a 4.54, which isn't even slow, but it's not great. Right. And his his 20 yard shuttle was a four one, which is pretty good, not great, but he had a 36 inch vertical. Yeah. I think the things that hurt Julian is the speed and then also the fact that he just doesn't look like he works out. Like <laughs> I, I'm not I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that to be mean, but like you look at his body and you're like, that dude doesn't lift weights. Yeah. He just some guy, you know, some guys just don't have that. Like I know Sheldon Day lifts weights. I know Sheldon Day works hard in the weight room, but just look at him, you're like, this guy looks like you know, the the uncle that hangs out on the couch. You know, it's just fair. But it just, some guys and some guys don't work out at all and they're chiseled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the reality of sometimes it's just your DNA. And there's nothing that Sheldon Day is going to do besides taking HGH or steroids. It's going to make him look like Stefan Tuitt did. You know, you know what I mean? Just have different bodies. 
And Julian just has one of those bodies. He's not a really ripped up guy, even though he works. And, um, but yeah, I, I think that's a good one, Ryan. I think because he was fourth round, right? Yes. Like, would you, what oh, would you say he's played like for the Giants? Like, what, what, what kind of round would you say his game has? Oh, he's, he, he's been, he's been a second round player for the Giants okay. so, over the last two years. Like, he's been very good for the Giants. So, yeah, okay. I would say he's a second round type of player in the last two I years. I think that. For sure. I Mike McGlinch, he was drafted too high. He was drafted yes. too high. Yes. Now, he should have been a first round pick. Yeah, for sure. Not ninth overall. Yeah. Correct. Agree. Agree. I thought Golden Tate was drafted too low. I thought Golden Tate second should have been a first round pick. Yeah, I thought he should have been a first round pick at the time. At the, I mean, he's played like a second round pick. He played like a second round pick in the in, in the NFL. He never played like a first round pick. Oh, I I got one time I thought he should have been a first. Who's that? Troy Nicholas was drafted way too. Oh high. gosh, yes. <laughs> Off one decent second year. round pick. Yeah. 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 He got drafted yeah. too high. He got drafted way too high. Now he this guy didn't get drafted too high. Or too low, I mean, but I still would have loved to have seen where Capron Lewis Moore would have got picked had he not blown his knee out in the title game. Yeah. Because he was a really good, like very underrated player for that team. Very underrated player for that team. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Did Romeo Aquari even get drafted? Yeah, he might not have gotten no, drafted, right? He was an undrafted free agent. Should yeah. have drafted. <laughs> he should have got, yeah, I mean, Ryan, not even just based on what he's done. I never understood. Yes. I mean, his last year, Notre Dame, especially when you consider the fact that he was like 20 when he came out as a senior. Yeah. But he was productive, though. That's the yeah. thing, is like Julian, like Romeo produced mm-hmm. for them. I mean, that 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 his last year, his senior year, he had he had 13 and a half tackles for loss and nine sacks yeah. and four and 32 solo tackles for that team. I, I never understood that why he didn't get more draft love. I ne- not, he was actually a little better than I thought he was going to be. I was like, he's going to have yeah. 10 sacks some year, but I was like, how's this guy not get drafted? He's He's a good kid. He's a hard worker. He's very young for his, I mean, you're getting a very young football player and you know, he just, um, I, I never understood that one. I really, and, I, and I'll say this: I thought his brother was a little overdrafted because I never thought Julian had the work ethic to be an NFL player. Like if Julian had his brother's work ethic, I think he'd be pretty good. You know that right now, Romeo Aquara, or excuse me, Romeo Aquara has been in the NFL, Ryan. So 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. He's been in the NFL for seven years. You know, old he is. It's twenty-seven. 27. Yeah. That's it. It's twenty-seven. That's good it, man. I mean, yeah. He's I mean, gonna make some good coin by the end of his career, man. Yeah, he's already he's <laughs> heck, he's already made some. He's already had yeah. two contracts he signed. So yep. yeah, I, I always liked him. 
I always liked him. I'm trying to think of a couple others that were that were drafted low. We have a couple that were drafted too high, but I'm trying to think of some that were drafted a little bit too low. I thought Stefan Tuitt should have been drafted higher. I, I, yeah, he's a second I, rounder too, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was uh, he was 46th overall, so he was like in the teens of the second round, like 14 of the second round. That's the same draft that Troy Nicholas got picked six picks later. And <laughs> wild, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Smith got drafted too low for the type of player he was before the injury, but I, I understand why he was picked where he was picked. I, yes. you know, yes. completely understand that one. Uh, trying to look, I thought Nick Martin was drafted too high. I thought that was a little too high for him. It's the second rounder opinion. as well, right? He was a second rounder. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was a second rounder. Let's see here. I'm trying to go through. Um, Jeremiah Usukoromoa was too low. Yes, in my opinion, he was too low. He was definitely got his pick too low, and and I understand why he got picked lower, but yeah. he was picked too low. I thought Ryan Harris was picked too low. He was a third was round fifth? pick. Oh, he's third. A, uh, yeah, he's a third yeah. round pick. He was a pretty good NFL player. You take out a couple injuries, he was a pretty good NFL player. Started won a Super Bowl. Yeah, with the starter on the, on that Broncos team that won a Super Bowl. I'm just trying to find a couple other guys that were picked too low. Um, there's not a ton of those guys. What kind of Man, it's just going through this. You think of some of these guys that, man, I really thought this guy was going to be good. Mike Rosenthal is a fifth-round pick. That was – Mike Rosenthal had a pretty good NFL career, if I remember correctly, with the Giants, didn't he? I'm trying to remember. Mike Rosenthal. Yeah, he, him and him and Luke uh, – him and Luke Pettigrew were, were picked the same year. Mike Rosenthal was the, uh, um, the higher-ranked guy coming out, if I remember correctly. But uh, he was, yeah, I'm trying to find here. He played, he started, started 58 games in the NFL. Uh, believe he got, had some injuries. Um, yeah. Fifth round. I, I, I just, I thought at the time, I thought he should have been picked higher. I'm trying to go through a couple more. But yeah. Those are, those are some ones, Ryan, that you look at and say, boy, that guy should have been, Bobby Taylor should have been picked higher. That's another yeah. guy. Bobby Taylor should have been a first round pick. If Tom Carter was the number 17 pick, Bobby Taylor should have been picked higher. <laughs> he was a better player than Tom Carter was in college and in the NFL. So Justin Tuck's another one. Justin Tuck was picked too low. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he should have been a first round pick. He definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get to a few more here before we get out of here, Ryan. Uh, let's. I'm, I'm going to read uh, this one. Uh, okay. It's an. In a, there's a couple NFL draft ones, Ryan. So these next couple, I'm going to um, ask. I'll I'll bring them up to you and have you ask them. So. Or answer him. So this is from Eric Santini. He asked, why don't the Texans or Cardinals trade back to the backside of the top 10 to get extra picks and also scoot up, scoop up Jalen Carter? I think the Cardinals are the big trade back option in the top five. Like they're the team that really wants to trade back. I mean, they're sitting at number three. I think that that pick gets really valuable too, especially if the Houston Texans stay there and take a position player. Let's say they take Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. And there are three quarterbacks on the board with that third overall selection. I would be almost shocked if the Arizona Cardinals do not trade back in that spot because there's going to be such a high demand. I mean, you're going to be hearing calls from the from the Indianapolis Colts, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sure will have some interest there. I think the Tennessee Titans will be another team that would want to potentially trade up from 11. So I think the Cardinals will have to absolutely be in that conversation trade back. There's no doubt about it. Well, part of it too is, guys, you you've got to have a trade partner willing to give up enough to yeah. move back. You, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing too, is uh, there's not always the trade partners that make sense. 
you know, for you. Cause there may be teams willing to give up a lot, but it's like, but I don't want to move back that far. I don't want to move back to 25. I got the number three pick. I don't want to move back to 25 or something like that. You know? So you got to find a partner, right? You can't do this dance by yourself. Can right. You? Can't be a solo act. But uh, do you think there's going to be a lot of trades tonight, Ryan, in the first, in the first round, or do you, I think there's going to be two in the top 10. And then after that, I'm not sure. I think the Cardinals will be a trade back option. I actually think the Seattle Seahawks at five will be another team that might want to trade back. I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of movement in the teen, late teens and twenties. Could be. Or teams that just see a specific player, an edge rusher, a tackle, or, you know, some, some of those positions where they fall in love with it and they, you see that kind of movement, but I don't know who that'll be. Just my, my little prediction. Yeah. And, uh, Here's one from Archer four five two. After Caleb, this is about next year's draft. After Caleb Williams and Drake May, who is the next quarterback off the board in the twenty four draft? Archer, I have no idea. Can we <laughs> finished the twenty twenty two draft first. Just where, where they are now. Who would you say this? Who would you say is probably the next in line for next year's quarterback for next year's quarterback classes? When you start, um, um, maybe Riley Leonard. Maybe Michael Pratt. I think it's going to be a toolsy guy that's going to rise. Like, that's kind of what I think. I don't think there's like a foregone conclusion. Like, that guy's a top 20 pick next year. I think it's going to be a guy where you're like, Michael Pratt has great tools. Rodney Leonard has great tools. If they develop properly in a year, maybe they're that guy next year. But I have no idea to this question. I'm sorry, Archer, but I have no idea. No, it's uh, it's understandable. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, who would have said before this season about some of the guys that that are – you know, the, that are rising up or falling back. I mean, there's guys that were – we see it every year. I remember the one year, I think it was Todd McShay had a mock draft that had like Connor Cook and Christian Hackenberg and Cardell Jones all as being first-round picks do, that next year. Do you remember Do you remember Mitch Leitner that played at Minnesota? He was in a first-round oh, yeah. mock by McShay as well. Are you serious? Oh, yes, my he gosh. Was. And he yes, still he has was. a job. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. I, I will say this, Archer. I just don't think there's a, like a foregone conclusion right now. Like, I mean, it, it's like a – Cause it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just like thinking of like some of the younger quarterbacks that are going to be on the come up this next year. Like, I really think it's going to be like one of those guys that are a little bit off the radar right now. I really do. I just don't think there's like a foregone conclusion to be the next guy. Cause I would say like some people I'm sure are thinking like, you know, maybe it's Michael Penix, but like Michael Penix is the worst injury history, like ever, man. Like he's not going to go high. He's not going to go high. He's had, Eight, like three different ACL tears in his career. Yeah. Like, and, he's and, not and, and I don't think he has NFL talent. He's not, he's not Hendon hooker. He is a, he is a system quarterback in my opinion. I, I, that's what I think he is. That I, I saw Ryan. I, I, this is actually really funny. So I, I pulled up a 24 mock draft just cause I wanted to see oh, no. uh, the names, right? Just some names to refresh my memory and a couple pops up. Uh, Quinn Ewers is one. I mean, and, and the tools I get, you know, if he goes out and has a monster year, you it's and possible. I it, look, dude, if Quinn Ewers goes out there and has a 3,800 yard season and 30 touchdowns, which if, if freaking Will Levis is a top five pick, don't tell me Quinn Ewers can't be a top five I pick in the NFL. I'm not saying say you, I'm talking about just like in general, <laughs> like, should he based on what he, know, but will, will Levis, if he's a top 10 pick, then Quinn yours is a number one overall pick talent wise. Right. I mean, it's just so absurd. Uh, Bo Nix is another one. I knew you'd love that. Somebody had Bo Nix as a first round pick. I knew you were going to say that. Um, You hate on Bo Nix so much, but uh, I know you hate Bo Nix. I get it. Um, But here was, here was a funny one. So (laughs) true pine. No, I have to know. I just do this out of fun. 
uh, because it just it's always good for a laugh. I actually was thinking about this when somebody asked us, "What's the what's the uh, the mock draft that makes you laugh?" I always get a kick out of Walter Football's mock drafts. Uh, I don't look at Walter Football. And <laughs> he has Jack Kaiser going in the first round of the Lions next year. <laughs> I like Jack Kaiser. I do. And we've talked about Jack as a guy that needs to play for Notre Dame, but I'm sorry. That's the second time I have seen Jack Kaiser projected into the first round, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm missing. People. Like, I just don't understand. You're, you're you are not missing anything. Yeah. Someone else is missing something. <laughs> I just don't get it. I did see this one from the pro from pro, pro, pro football network, Ryan. I have no clue who this person is. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. but uh, uh, isn't this one isn't this one of the ones that you you've said is a good site that I should look at as far as like when we're building our site? Isn't Pro Football I, Network the one or is S- it SEO wise? It's very good. Yes. Okay, yes, SEO that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, some dude named Ian Cummings, no clue who yes. that is. Yes, but uh, uh, he has uh, he has two Notre Dame. He has both Joe Alt and Blake Fisher being first round picks next year. Okay, yeah. That's so <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Now he has yeah. no other Notre Dame players going in round two or three, but he did have two Notre Dame guys going in the first round next year, which will be it'll be interesting to see the mock drafts, like the real quote unquote real mock drafts coming out. But he had Caleb Williams one, Marvin Harrison two, Olu Fashanu three. Drake May four. I'm like, so far, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. But this is where he lo- Quinn Ewers. Okay, I get Quinn Ewers. I, again, I don't buy into, but I, I I get it, right? It's yeah. the toolsy. Brock Bauer, six. All right, cool. Jared Verse, eight. Malik Neighbors, nine. JT Tui Maloa, 10. Um, and then I skipped one on purpose. Do you know who he has number seven going overall, number seven to the New England Patriots? It's quarterback. Michael Pennington. JJ. McCarthy. McCarthy? <laughs> That's funny. This That's is why you don't look at mock drafts, man. You know what I, I mean? That's, yeah. <laughs> any, any, any sites that's putting out 2024, 2025 yeah. mock drafts right now, don't read that, yeah. man. Yeah. The day after the draft for some clicks, sure. They're for fun, right? Like, yes. we will put out an early, like, hey, here's what people are saying about mock yeah. drafts. They're for fun, you know? And just, exactly. And, and But uh, they're not to be taken seriously. But, yeah, I just – I saw the one with J.J. McCarthy, number seven, and I was like, I just got to say this one to Ryan. Yeah. Just got to say this one to Ryan. So, anyway, so uh, that's going to do it for today's show, everybody. I want to thank all of you so much for being with us today. This was a fun show. Uh, it, the, the, I'm going to put it down here again. The link to um, – actually, I, I kind of can't t- – talked over it. Let me, let me type it again. I'm going to give an update on everything so when we began the show there were 13 donations on that particular gofundme page for about 1800 dollars, a little over 800 dollars. and now as we end the show there are 86 donations that with over 4700 dollars. and with the amount that's on their other go uh page they're over five thousand dollars so y'all i mean just amazing i know all those donations weren't all from us but a lot of them were i'm looking through the list and i'm seeing a lot of our people here um, you all are a wonderful group of people and, uh, but giving money is a great thing, but also for those of, of you that are, that are like me and believe in the power of prayer, uh, that is also something that's even more important than giving money. And if you're someone who can't afford to give money, but you believe in the power of prayer, that is a wonderful thing that you can give as well. Your time and your care and your compassion and lifting this family up in prayer. Obviously the dad's name is Jake. The mom's name is Abby and it's baby Brady. So uh, I want to thank you all so much for stepping up to the plate. I knew you were going to do that. Uh, you are a, a great group of people. We're not done for today, though, Ryan, because tonight you and I are going to go live on the CFB Nation channel at 730 
We're going to kick off our NFL draft coverage. Ryan and I will talk about all the picks as they go, as they happen. Uh, we'll give our analysis. We'll talk about trades. We're just going to do sort of our own, you know, CFB Nation, IB uh, sort of mock draft, not mock draft, but just live draft coverage, right? So I don't want to hear what's being said on TV. I, and if y'all don't want to hear what's being said on TV, but you want to watch the draft, watch it, put it on mute, and listen to us. And we'll have some fun with it. But you have to, it's you're gonna find it on the CFP Nation channel. So make sure that you are subscribed to the CFP Nation channel. Obviously, on YouTube will be tonight, but also on a regular podcast app. So, and of course, Ryan down here, uh, you got you gotta subscribe to the message board at, at boards at ourbreakdown.com. We would greatly appreciate that. Tons of tons, tons of content out there, uh, tons of scoop and intel on the on the message board. And if you like our regular site and you want the free content, it's irishbreakdown.com. Check it out. So for Ryan, I'm Brian. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you all here in about three hours for our live draft coverage on CFP Nation. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today on this, the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com